2: For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richard. Today we get into the newsroom. With the announcement of the college football game coming up in Sydney, we're joined by our very special guest, Scott Harding, from the University of Hawaii. We'll get over to Chris's betting corner, and we'll finish today's podcast with the upcoming games of the NFL season we're looking most forward to. Now, James, it's our 25th podcast, and our producer, Chris, has delivered two guests two weeks in a row. And the hot tip is there will be a third next week. What? Well done, Chris. You can jump on the mic. We'll allow it.
3: Thank you, Thank you
1: Congratulations mate He's actually doing his job Well,
3: That's what I like hey, about him lately We have to have, ask, a, we have, to have a chat too I want Cam Newton next week
2: Are you Cam Newton? No <laughs> Cam Newton? I could probably the, find a Cam Newton The Cam Newton Well to that Cam Newton's mum but He's probably the Cam Newton That's true You it's, probably heard what you said about him Let's yeah. go over the newsroom It's time to go into the newsroom On the SEN NFL podcast the Packers stun
1: the Lions. Aaron Rodgers throws a 61-yard Hail Mary touchdown pass to Richard Rodgers at the front of the end zone with no time left to give Green Bay the win, 27-23 over the Detroit Lions. James, was that a bad call? The face mask? Yeah. Look, I think in
3: slow motion you can watch anything and decide it's wrong. There's holding on every play, for example. Exactly. There, There is. And it's just the game. At the end of the day... The hand was on the face mask, and whether Aaron Rodgers played it or not, his head turned, and he was then tackled because he was slowed down from grabbing the face mask. In my opinion, any ref should call that. If Detroit fans had had that happen to Matt Stafford, they would have wanted They'd be the exact same call. for it. it. It's just a simple. It's a simple rule, along with you know, tw- twelve men on the field and that kind of thing. Offside, false start, all that stuff. It, it's an easy rule to adjudicate. He grabbed the face mask. It's that simple. What is a disgrace is
1: letting them get that pass. How much was it of a rainbow? Oh, it, uh, it went. The football went out of shot. Do you it know what? It went that far. Uh, well, they, actually, they measured it, and it would have
3: hit the scoreboard at Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Really? Yeah, if it was at Cowboys Stadium. That's how high it went. What, what I couldn't work out is when the ball left Aaron Rodgers' hands and then came into screen of the end zone, all the Detroit players had their back to the ball. Yeah, they didn't know where it was. That's not how you play a deep zone. You stand watching the quarterback and look at the ball all the way. It it blows me away how an NFL team can let that happen. I don't like Caldwell anyway, so...
1: I think he's in. The he's league. probably on the way out. He has
3: to be. There what could a, be eight coaches gone. Yeah.
1: What a great play by Richard Rogers, though. It was like an good AFL catch. style. It was a drift, really good drift Back into the pack. Yeah. Um, never bobbled it. Snatched it clean. And it, it took, as you said, it, it took a bit of
3: bit of courage as well because he didn't know what was coming. He was running as hard as he could backwards, jumped up, got some good leverage, and made a really good catch. He's actually he had a really good game as well. Well, he's
1: been one of their most reliable receivers which yeah. is, sounds crazy because as a general rule they've all been pretty bad in um for the Packers this year he's caught 72 percent of his targets this season that's a massive number that's huge yeah, yeah I didn't, it's huge that, that's it's a, a really good stat so look it's
3: good he's he's a young guy in his second or third year I believe hopefully he can keep to develop let's move on to Blaine Gabbert throwing a 71 yard touchdown pass to Tory Smith in overtime after running for the tying touchdown, I think it was 44 yards, late in regulation, lifting the struggling 49ers to a 26-20 victory over the Chicago Bears. Is Blaine Gabbert a good quarterback? Nope. You don't think so? No. I think he played better the last two weeks for the Niners than he ever played for Jacksonville.
1: That's probably true, but that doesn't make you good. I can find all sorts of crappy quarterbacks who had two good games in a row. True.
3: I think what this is doing for him is
1: probably going to allow him to get a pretty good backup job next season. Well, no, he's under contract, and he's cheap. They, they'll keep him for $1.5 next season. That's pretty good. And the, what the, one thing I will say about him is he, he's very athletic, a lot more athletic than
3: I... I know you, you said before you think he's... you realised how good an athlete he was, but he took me by surprise. He seems the perfect sort of quarterback to run that bootleg style
1: outside-the-pocket passing game, which is what the Niners are doing with him. Yeah, my, my only thought to that is... The 49ers are in the process of just blowing that place up. Yeah. If they're not careful, they'll blow up New Levi Stadium with it. They're that keen to just oh. destroy it. Well, the, they have to. Destroy everything. Not. So yeah, he, he can play well now. For mine, all he's doing right now is costing the 49ers a draft pick. Oh, sorry. A, a lower draft a pick. A lower yeah. draft pick. Yeah. Because he was going to be there next year anyway. He's at $1.5 Keep him as a backup. Why wouldn't you? That's a bargain. Yep. And by winning a few games here and there, it's not going to do anything for you. That um, yeah, you, know, you hear Salisbury carry on about them; they're a dumpster fire. Has he
3: guaranteed that Kaepernick won't be on the roster next year, though?
1: Ah, oh, he could have played terrible, and it wouldn't have mattered. Kaepernick's yeah, gone. He's gone. Kaepernick will be a free agent. I reckon you'll see um, RG three will be a free agent. Manning will market. be a free agent. There's surely, going to be a lot of
3: surely Peyton Manning's going to retire.
1: I, he's, I think he's too much of a competitor. I just don't think he'll do it. Yeah, probably not. And Chicago Bears, they had a little bit of hope coming, but,
3: you know, they they struggled. They
1: played more like you and I expected them to exactly. for, mo- for most of the year. Moving Jay, on to
3: Jay Cutler struggles as well, just on a quick last note.
1: Yeah, no no massive shock there. Uh, moving to the next game. Jameis Winston throws a six-yard touchdown pass to Mike Evans with about a minute 40 on the clock to give Tampa the win 23-19 over the just... Dying Atlanta Falcons. Are the Falcons smoked? Yeah, w- was done. it all a smokescreen?
3: Yeah, well, they basically beat the NFC East early in the season, yeah, and only just beat them. And it's turned out that none of those teams are really that good. So, uh, th- yeah, they're not very good. I love. I'm starting to really like Jameis Winston. Not from his play either. Did you hear the the talk in the press conference? got me to
1: do it? About what he said. I've got, and, I've got it down if you want me to do it. You do it. So he gets in the huddle. He goes, I came into the huddle. I got my big smile on. And I said, we're going to win this. Who wants to get a touchdown? And Mike said, me. So I threw it to Mike. <laughs> I like to think a little more planning goes into the offense. I'm sure it does. But but, look, it's a good story. Um, he's The team has bought into him. I'm just glad he and Mike Evans have worked out who each other are.
3: Yeah, because I would really, hate to see
1: his targets. Really stats. worked
3: it out. That that's what's great. They've really worked out that that they are now a pretty potent offense.
1: Well, with Doug, the resurgence of Doug Martin, yeah, who's been sensational. He's only fifty yards short of being the league leader in rushing. Exactly. He's having it. Who's who's leading at the moment? Peterson. AP. Yeah, fifty yards ahead of him. He's having a great season, and
3: the thing is, he's out of contract. They they have to bring him back.
1: Shortly. Oh yeah. You can't let him walk now. No, and the hardest thing is we're going to have to pay over the odds to get him back. But that's yeah. life.
3: Yeah, that's if if you want to keep a free agent, oh, they could tag him.
1: Oh, what well, 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 would you have to pay a free agent running, running backs back? Don't
3: earn that much
1: now. The the highest paid running backs, Adrian Peterson, on about thirteen million. So it's probably going to cost you maybe ten.
3: Yeah, I'd I'd pay ten for a year and then try and get a deal done. I I reckon he's trying to do it during the year. Yeah, try and get yeah, it done yeah, during yeah. the year so you don't have to do it again. I think Mike Evans is an, is an out-and-out superstar. He, I thought he was having a bit of a sophomore slump early in the year, but now that him and Winston are getting on
1: track, he was suffering injuries early as well, Mike Evans. Yeah, and there's still not Vincent Jackson. Seferius Jenkins has only just had... That was his first game back since, yeah, what, week one. And played one? pretty well. He's having a pretty good
3: under-the-radar season. Very <laughs> impressive. They're, they're, real, they're I think James Winston will probably win... Rookie, Rookie of the, of the year. year.
1: Do you want to flip it over real quick and just touch on the Falcons? They're 1-6 and six in their last seven games. They're only averaging 16 points. Julio Jones had something like 17
3: targets the He's the only on the player they've got. Their offensive line, which earlier in the season was going really well, is now gone back to what we thought they would be. They can't run the ball anymore. Freeman... Oh,
1: trust me, I know.
3: Yeah, your fantasy <laughs> team's struggling. <laughs> Freeman, I can't understand how you can go from having, what, 600-yard games in a row... He was leading the league in rushing and touchdowns. He hasn't had a touchdown in like four games. It's been crazy. So I don't understand how that happens. They've got to maybe have a bit of an attitude. Their defense is exactly what we thought it would be. They're not very good. No. Um, They might... (laughs) Go on, Chris. (laughs) They might hold teams to low scores, but all in all, they're they're just not that good a team. Let's move on... To one of the best games of the week, it was outstanding. It's incredible. Marcus Mariota scored the go-ahead touchdown on an 87. Yes, I said 87-yard run midway through the fourth quarter, and Tennessee Titans edged the Jacksonville Jaguars 42 39 on Sunday to snap their 11-game home losing streak. Sorry, that makes me giggle. Are these Blake Bortles or Mariota? Do you think we're going to see these matchups for years to come? Yeah. I I think they're both great.
1: Yeah, and as we said, they're starting to put some pieces around. But if you look at um, throw Winston in the mix and Carr into the mix, and even though he's injured, Luck, there are some really good young quarterbacks in the league who look like they're ready to come through. The generation before them, which was um, your RG3, your Kaepernick, and Seahawks. um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. They were that sort of quasi, is that the future? Of quarterbacking in the NFL. And it's A lot not of good young It's, it's this next group yeah. who are all pocket passes, but they're shifty as well. Mariota, I mean, he needed a block. That corner was going to catch him. Short How of the good end zone, was that block but, by Wright, though? And that not, is a heads up play. And not doing it in the back.
3: Not just turned, clean and, and he cleaned him up too. That yep. was so. Sp- How quick did he look when he got in yep. the open field? Though? There,
1: there could be three. Just come back to your question. There, there could be three great QBs in that division. That the AFC South might not be the dumpster fire. Well, it who has you got been.
3: Bortles, Mariota, and Luck. Luck, and
1: Houston, oh, Houston has to J- find one.
3: If Houston can find one, that would just be – that is a division that's going to – I know they're struggling this year, but this is the first time in a while that with Jacksonville and Tennessee that you can see some light.
1: Yep. And it wasn't that long ago that the AFC West and the NFC West with both the dumpster fires that, you remember when, remember so
3: Remember when quick. Seahawks won with a losing record? Yep. That, that's the thing. It, it can turn around so quickly, and I think Jacksonville are now starting to draft really well. I, the, you got to think they're still missing the number three overall pick this season. Fowler. They're missing their top pick. How important can he be to that defense? If you find a pass rusher in this league, your defense goes from being mediocre to good very quick. Look look at the Cowboys. Terrible last year. They gained Greg Hardy. Now, he hasn't been amazing, but... He's someone you have to watch for.
1: Yeah, and it opens up other guys. Exactly. I was talking to our mate, Ash, about about this game, saying "Oh, I wouldn't even take a a look at it. (laughs) Halfway through with the Red Zone channel, it's just touchdowns constantly. I was so wrong.
3: It was unbelievable. Great, great game.
1: Now, Tyrod Taylor threw a 40-yard touchdown pass to Charles Clay with about a minute 50 on the clock to lead the Buffaloes to a 30-21 win over the who had been quite frisky Texans. That Texans D looked pretty good for the four weeks before that. Didn't look so flash on, on the weekend.
3: It was all Tyro Taylor. Yeah. He's a different he he's had a he has a rating of over a hundred this season.
1: That's impressive. He, he's How having many games
3: did he miss? Two? Two or three, three, I think. He's having a really good year and I think they've found someone there in Buffalo that they can build around. Him and Shady McCoy, that's now becoming a pretty good uh, you know. One two punch, the way they run the system, and he's now starting to find Sammy Watkins. Two touchdowns of Sammy Watkins on the weekend. It only
1: took fifteen beat riders to ask the question non-stop, exactly. why don't you throw it to Sammy? Why don't you throw Every it to Sammy? Every time
3: he was one on one on the weekend, he just threw it up to him and Sammy Watkins never let him down. He is anyone who thinks that Watkins isn't a good football that isn't gonna be as good as you know, what he live what is not gonna live up to what they thought he would be? are wrong. He is going to be a really good football player. You're talking about from that draft as well. Talk about young quarterbacks. You've got Watkins, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Brandon Cooks. There are some pretty good receivers out of that draft. So, yeah, I think they're just going to keep getting better and better. What I'm concerned about with with the Buffalo Bills are they're just so inconsistent. They You never know what you're going to get with them. But they've found their way back into the race again. Houston needed that win. Yo, they're six and six, and the Texans are six and six as well. Yeah, the Colts lost as well, so that's going to they're six allow, and six. That's going to allow the Texans. I, I think the Texans have been that division. I think the Colts had a bit of a come-back-to-earth moment on the weekend with Hasselbeck, and I don't think he's going to play this week, which means clipboard Jesus will take oh, the Oh, he's in field. again.
1: I think that was the only good thing. One of the only good things to come out of this game is yeah. we got a clipboard Jesus sighting. Yeah, he's terrible. Let's
3: move on to the next game. Jeremy Macklin had two touchdown catches after fourth-quarter interceptions and Tavon, Tav- sorry, Tavon Branch returned a third interception from Derek Carr for a game-clinching score against his former team, and the Kansas City Chiefs rallied for their sixth straight win, 34-20, over the Oakland Raiders. Now, this we haven't had a game like this from Derek Carr this year. He kind of dropped the bundle. He was playing really well, and then in the last quarter,
1: he just fell apart. Three, three, two interceptions and a fumble. Can I tell you yeah. what I think happened? Yeah. When things are going good, and you make making plays, and it just kind of keeps rolling, he did one of those things where he made a bad play, Yep. And it got turned over, and he did too much to try and make up for it. Yep. He made another mistake, and you know when you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole, but you're actually just getting further and deeper you and just deeper and deeper. And it the more just, you struggle, it went downhill. Yeah, I, and really fast. I felt for sorry
3: him. for him because he, he's copped a bit of flack this week for it. He's a, he's in his second year. He's allowed He's to have be a bad fine. game. He'll be fine. Great, did you see the touchdown pass he threw to Crabtree? Between Tree? the two
1: defenders? That was incredible.
3: Oh, wow. It almost broke Crabtree's hand trying to catch yeah, that.
1: that was a laser. I,
3: I hope they re-sign Crabtree the Raiders because if they can pair him up with Cooper for a few years, if he doesn't cost him a fortune, that could be a really good duo there for, for for
1: him. There's a lot of people who said, is he the best off-season free agent signing Yep, for what they paid for him.
3: He's certainly better than Dwayne Bowie in Cleveland.
1: Well, we're bearing the lead. Let's talk about the Chiefs, who've oh. now won six in a row. Their margin of victory is an NFL high 17.5 points. And the turnover differential.
3: Yes, it's, yeah, it's well, through the roof. They actually had a couple of turnovers in this game, but they still they got 4 of their own or f- maybe 5 of their own their they slow starts so cost them well. cuz
1: they it's they can't catch the broncos they they're six, 3 games ahead of them
3: yeah but they can win 11 games and make the wild card oh and they'll get it for sure do you know if you finish 5th you will play the winner of you'll either play Houston or um oh you're going to get the or Colts.
1: afc south yep. champion or well, there's so a they, win
3: exactly they could potentially play that it's the same as the 5th seed if the seahawks can take the 5th seed in the nfc they'll play the nfc east
1: Oh, exactly. They're going to go into Washington. They could um,
3: could honestly run the table. That's what I'm saying. It's it's wide Russell
1: Wilson will go in there and get another win in Houston. Yeah. That was the first puff win he got. Exactly. It's it's the spot you want. You don't want to be six, that's for sure.
3: No, you don't want to be. Not at all. So, look, I I think the Chiefs are going to make it. I can't see them from their schedule. I can't see them losing another game. Nah,
1: me either. Oh, you want to leave this one for me?
3: Did you just say I want this one?
1: Oh, no, no. I was trying to say you say it, so I didn't have to try and pronounce. I'll say it. Najee Good. Very very well done. I'm not stupid, that's why.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Najee Good scored on a blocked punt. Malcolm Jenkins returned an interception 99 yards for a touchdown. And also Darren Sproles had a punt return for a touchdown as Philadelphia beat the New England Patriots 35-28 do you know what? At one point, I thought they should bench. They should just put Tom Brady off and save him from getting hurt. And then, before I knew it, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna win this." Yeah, they're right back. I they, thought they were gonna win. They are gonna win this game. Are you kidding me? What about when the running back they they basically icing the game and the running back fumbles and gives Tom Brady the ball again with a minute left?
1: Are you kidding me? Did you did you see the Eagles trying to ice a game? They didn't, oh, they, did not- they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. Here's we'll, we'll start with a thought. Uh, just a, just a, just a, no, I'm just going to spitball
3: here with you, Richie. <laughs> Would you put your high-paid free agent running back who is the reigning offensive player of the year in over Kenyon Barno,
1: who hasn't done anything since he left Oregon? Yeah, but Kenyon's my mate from when I used to coach back at Oregon. <laughs> it was such a bad decision. It, uh, Chip Kelly,
3: guys, here's the hot take. He's a moron. <laughs> I don't care how fast his offense is, it doesn't do anything. He's lucky. Oh, this is when they won as well. They they asked it in with a couple of a couple of special teams and a pick when as soon as it left Tom Brady's hands, he was almost laying on the ground screaming because he's like what the hell
1: am I doing? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah the crazy unbelievable. Thing. Halfway through the fourth quarter. Philly had more return yards than they had offensive yards up until halfway through the fourth quarter. <sighs> Any, they were no good. Anyone who they thinks they're going,
3: on, a, they're going on a run, you know what? They might win the division, but they are not going anywhere.
1: Chris they're, is itching to talk about this because I'm I'm, it's I'm, his team.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm off. I could tell. I'm off. I'm off. I'm not, I'm not with them. Anymore. The Patriots? Yeah, I've gone off them.
3: It must be really hard being a Patriots fan. Having two losses in a row is just so difficult. First time since 2012.
2: It's not good enough. Mm. I don't want to watch the games anymore. Um, That's it for me. I've I've thrown in the towel. I'm done for the season. That's fair enough, mate. uh, There's not much we can say about the Patriots. Patriots I'll say something about the Patriots. They struggle.
1: It's the first time they've allowed 30 points in back-to-back games since 2001.
2: See, that's just the 2001.
1: 2001. I'm
2: Carolina, boys. Oh. God. I
1: hate you Chris <laughs> So next week we're going to have a quiz about bandwagoning uh, Carolina fans i really quickly do <laughs> my research
3: There'd be nothing good to talk about They've never done anything Except for losing to the Patriots in a Super Bowl Hey, we're going to write that was this was good,
1: uh, Jake Delahome, that was a good um, Undefeated this good season, Jake Jake
3: alright, let's move on to the next game Oh, and look who it is, Cam Newton My boy's Passes for five touchdowns. Auburn capped off by a 15-yard scoring strike to Jericho Cottry to go and the, with 105 to go and the Carolina Panthers preserve their unbeaten record with a 41-38 victory over the New Orleans that's Saints. That's a Heisman
2: Trophy winner for you.
3: If if you don't turn your <laughs> microphone off, I'm coming in there. If, I love how you say I'm coming in there when he's sitting right <laughs> next to you. And he's <laughs> in his studio. Booth. Oh, he's in his glasses. Look, basically. <laughs> If the Saints didn't have Brandon Browner, uh, they would have won this game.
1: Yes. He is the worst football player in the NFL. Yeah. um it's so mean. He's just won two Super Bowls in a row. I could not care less. <laughs> He's the most penalised. Yep. He's given up the most touchdowns. He's certainly the worst cornerback in the NFL. How does he get a start? I have no idea. Because
3: they've got no one else. They've got Delvin Bro. Who, you could walk out the front. Do you know who the second most penalised cornerback in the league Their is? Their other corner. Delvin Bro. Yeah,
1: They're terrible. You could walk out the front of the Superdome. There's a bar there called Warcons. Drew, own- Drew Brees owns it. And find a better corner you could than You just throw a football in there. Whoever you hit in the head, put them in a uniform, put them out a corner, and they'd commit less penalties than that idiot. <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 I don't think that's true, Richard, but it's a bold statement. How bad... Is Ted Ginn Jr.? Oh, yeah, that guy can't catch. Lucky he can run. How has he etched out a 10 year career in the NFL? I have no idea. He was taken like number eight in the draft.
1: I have no idea. By Miami. He was good at Florida. God, Miami are winners. Look, at the end of the day. I will say one thing, though. We're laughing and ragging on this game. It was so entertaining. It was very it entertaining. Was such a it good was game. even
3: more entertaining when I had it in my bet for my parlay and the Patriots were going to lose and I was getting so excited about the Saints winning and then watching. Kenny Vaccaro get beaten by Jericho Cottry. What are you doing, man? You don't give up an inside release on a slot corner.
2: That's why you never bet against Panthers Nation, mate.
1: <laughs> well we both did last week. We nearly oh, got
2: don't him. Do we it. We both nearly
1: got it's him. Just ship right. it. Stupid move. Look, congratulations yep. to Cam Newton. We're so proud of you. Question without notice. Yep. Do they go undefeated? No. Who no. do they lose to? Who have they got? I knew you'd ask that. <laughs> Nice to know you're as unprepared as I am. I don't like
3: looking at the, at the Carolina Panthers stuff because the fans are infuriating, <laughs> like you, Chris.
1: <laughs> they host the Falcons, they go to the Giants, they go to the Falcons, and then they've got to play my Bucks.
3: Uh, the Falcons will beat them. Which time? They'll split. Uh, probably, I reckon the Falcons will beat them at home. They'll beat them in Carolina.
1: Yeah, because they won't beat him in the worst home field advantage stadium, no, in the Georgia stadium. Dome. Yeah, it's a terrible stadium. You, and you know what? The, the Bucks could get him in the last game as well. Did you see the SEC championship game on the weekend? Just quickly going no. to college football. It was in no. the Georgia Dome. Bl- that place can't be blown up fast enough. It's a horrible venue. Yeah, it's yeah.
3: Uh, the, uh, w- are they they've started building their new
1: one. Yep, I've seen that. It looks pretty cool. Actually, oh, it'll be great. Yeah, but the current one's woeful.
3: No, well, I, I don't think they will like, will go undefeated. I think if they win two more and they're fourteen and 0 they'll they'll rest guys.
1: Yeah, in Tampa,
3: because you'll, you'll lock up the number one seed, but certainly in the last round, it's, if you're it's right. all about
1: being healthy for the playoffs, boys. But it's no. not every,
3: <laughs> not every year you get to go
1: undefeated. Yeah, it's not every year.
3: If I was at, on another question, if you were them, would you want to go undefeated? That's a lot of pressure. Come playoffs,
1: it's the same pressure whether you're undefeated or not. You have to win, or you're out. There's no second chances in the mm. NFL. It's why the AFL sucks because you've got second chances.
3: No, but if. If you're undefeated, people are expecting you to win. Like they're expecting you to win the whole
1: thing. If you come in If, one if loss, you come in 14 and 1 or 2, they expect you you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. They still enough. expect you to win there too.
3: Yeah, I think I just think there's a lot more pressure because losing when you've had an undefeated season is humiliating as the Patriots fans would know. They've had oh, yeah. such a tough run at the Patriots. I feel so bad for them.
1: Yeah, it's been rough for them. It's been a long tough You road. can introduce the next game. The Monday night football game was a wild finish. It was an absolute shocker. It was dull. It was full of turnovers, punts and penalties right up until the three-minute-to-go mark when it got all exciting. The Dallas Cowboys beat the Washington professional football team 19-16 on a Dan Bailey 54-yard field goal with nine seconds left. That never looked like missing.
3: He, he doesn't ever look like When he misses, I am shocked. He's such a good kicker. He's a gun. There was a tweet this week from a, from a Dallas beat writer, Brian Brodus, that said, I wish I could do anything as good as Dan Bailey kicks the football. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Anything in his life. Look, as you said, it was a pretty crummy game.
1: Very crummy game.
3: The refs both ways. I'm not saying Cowboys, they were, they were bad. They this,
1: called everything. I've like, been on this bandwagon since the start of the year. Just the, put your the, flag away. The officiating has been terrible this yeah, year. Yeah, it's bad, and it's been bad in the college as well. It cost North Carolina a shot at winning a title game. Yeah, and the the other thing that's annoying
3: that annoyed me in this game, watching it back, is when the two fum one fumble was clear and certain, but there were there were two others that were called a fumble on the field, which is kind of what the refs do now. They call a fumble on the field and then because they know they, they can They just reveal. wait, they yeah. don't do anything exactly. When you reviewed them, it was literally. Um, like, you could not make a decision either way. No, that But w- because they'd made the fumble decision, aren't you better off giving um, benefit to the person with the
1: ball? Yeah, Vincent Jackson's was rough. That was... Vincent oh, Jackson. sorry. Um, McFadden? No, no, no. The, punt the returner. Sean Jackson. The Sean yeah. Jackson, sorry. Even
3: that one. They called it upon the field and then they can't overturn it. It didn't... If that's it's so, so close, cool. and that was and exactly what McFadden's second one was, yep. and the wide receiver Devon Street, but they just make the call, and then because you need undisputable evidence
1: they overturn,
3: it's just crap. The, what the rest really need to have a look at
1: it. The problem with all of those ones is they didn't make a decision in the moment; they waited, they just let it go because they know it can get reviewed. Yep. and then that happens exactly. Yeah. Either way, as much as I buried your Cowboys last week, I might have to have an exorcist and bring them back to life. Because uh, they're not completely dead. Green Bay dead in Green yet. Bay. There's Tell you what, if they
3: beat Green Bay in Green Bay, you'll be seeing a very happy James Arthur next Thursday, <laughs> next uh, Wednesday. I will say two things I want to say Sean Lee is back in full force. He, awesome. he was on every play. Demarcus Lawrence looked great also. And Jason Witten, congratulations, second tight end ever to, with 1,000 receptions. Uh, the, the other guy, of course, being Tony Gonzalez. But
1: that is a very impressive stat. Hall of Famer? First ballot. Good. There's a, there's a lot more still to come on the SCN NFL podcast, but now we're joined by CrossCode superstar Scott Harding from the University of Hawaii. How are you, Scott? Yeah, good. Thanks, boys. Thanks for coming on with us. We uh, appreciate the time difference and all those sorts of things as you're living it up in sunny Hawaii. Um, I think those who might not know sort of where you are, you played um, 50 games of AFL before switching over and getting a scholarship at the University of Hawaii. How does someone make that transition? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit of a funny one.
0: I played yeah, I played 50 games both with the uh, Lions and Port Adelaide, and and then uh, yeah, I just kind of I kind of felt like. You know, I, was, I was kind of falling out of love with, with AFL a little bit, and um, you know, I, I knew I had some more to, more left in my body, and I just kind of, I always watched the NFL and always watched you know college football as much as I could, but um, you know, obviously there wasn't much of a pathway there, um, you know, to actually come across and play. But um, I spoke with some guys, Nathan um, Chapman from Pro Kick and they had some contacts over here at Hawaii, and um, I, sent, I sent some of my my Australian football film actually to them, and, and you know, they obviously pretty surprised by the whole game um let let alone you know myself as an athlete so uh, from there i went i came over here and 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 had a bit of a trial on with them and then they uh yeah they offered me the scholarship um right there
1: well scott i can understand being pretty jaded with afl i discovered that at about the age of 15 when i realized i was no good and had to find something else to do um (laughs) initially how did they draft you was it sorry recruit you was it as a receiver, because for the, many who might not know, you do punt return, kick return. You play slot receiver. You punt as well. What would they? What did they originally bring you across for? Yeah, I
0: mean, they didn't actually really know at that point, uh, just as much as <laughs> I didn't. So um, it was funny actually. My first meeting with all with the whole team, we had to all stand up as freshmen and. And kind of stay your name and where you're from and, and what position you play. And I had to obviously stand up and say, I'm um, you know, Scott Harding from Australia, and I don't know what position I play. Was pretty serious, but,
1: <laughs> how, I, how did that actually go down in the room?
0: Oh, they all, they all, yeah, they all, they're all laughing everywhere. They're, they're loving it because they've they never heard something so stupid in their lives. So, um, you know, it was a good introduction. But um, but I was serious. I, I really, didn't actually know what what, I, what position I'd play. So, um, you know, they recruited me as an athlete and and just kind of they they thought that you know they obviously saw some saw enough to. to to kind of work with and um, it was kind of in that first month and I was there at training camp for them to kind of figure out what position I'd play and they uh they initially put me you know with the receivers and and and, and they could see that I could catch pretty pretty well and uh, so that's when I started you know, started four weeks later and played the first game as part return. Um, I started the part return and then uh, the next year I picked up I picked up the starting spot at, at receiver and then he um, was in my uh was in my what was it, junior year. So my third year was was when I started doing some punting and then my final season, yeah, I did all three. So, yeah, that's kind of how
3: it all started. It's pretty impressive, Scott. Now, the question I have for you, me and Richie are both uh, very amateur gridiron players compared to where you've been, but we always have the the question from the guys who play Aussie rules football in in Australia that that they're tougher than us because they don't have to wear padding. How does the game... What's the difference in toughness, in in your opinion, between AFL and and, and the NFL style?
0: Uh, when we talk about toughness, I guess that doesn't really necessarily mean uh, you know physical. Uh, what do you call it? Kind of you know the the collisions and whatnot. I kind of see toughness as a bit more than that. And you know, Australian football and rugby league, it's uh, rugby league and rugby union. It's you know, it's more so about mental toughness and, and you know that endurance. You know, from playing in a whole game and constantly being hit, constantly you know, having to run and and, and make plays. You know, the American football is obviously very stop-start, so you know you can get lots, you know, quite a lot of rest. But at the same time, it's extremely explosive. So, you know, there's been sometimes where I've been blown up, you know, just kind of knocked my lights out. But you know, it's not as it's not as taxing on the body when you talk about you know toughness-wise. So, I guess that's the biggest difference. But At the same time, it's you know they still make big hits that still hurt you know just as much. So, yeah, I guess that's the best way to put it.
1: And speaking of that sort of thing, what do you think? You've enjoyed more Scott, being you know, that punter role, which is a completely different skill set to being a receiver or a return man. What, what part of the game did you think you enjoyed the most?
0: Um, I I'd probably, I I'd, I'd probably say uh, playing receiver. Um, you know, after my second year, um, I really started to you know get a hold of you know how to play as a receiver and how to run routes and understand defensive coverages and whatnot. Uh, and that's kind of that was really interesting to me and. Um, you know, I started to, obviously, be pretty successful at it and, uh, you know, that was probably the most exciting for me and obviously, you know, your a chance to score as well. Obviously, that's always fun. Yeah,
1: you've got to work um, on your touchdown you know, dances. I
0: mean, the punting the uh, <laughs> was obviously fun, but, um, you know, that kind of kind of came second nature to me because I've, you know, I've kicking balls since I was, you know, five years old. So um, that wasn't necessarily as exciting for me personally. It was exciting for the team and, and for the games we played. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd, say the, I'd say the receiving and punt return was more just a you know, and I come on to rush every time I go back there. it's you know just like a roller coaster I right? never really know what's going to happen, so that was uh, a different kettle
3: of fish. Now we're pretty excited over in Australia at the moment, and as as I'm sure you know that Hawaii are coming out next year to play Cal in Sydney. Did you have anything to do with that? Did you know about it before it was announced? Do you have any inside information?
0: i didn't didn't necessarily have anything to do with it i I did know you know a few weeks in advance I you know the planning was going in place but you know it's unfortunate they couldn't get it set up for an cilla team but that would be nice but you know it's still it's going to be great you know it's going to be you know a great spectacle for you know the public in australia and you know hopefully they can you know get around it and support it I'm sure they're pretty excited down there at the moment just just even you know with the announcement so you know they're going to yeah, you know, put on a, a great game, and you know, it's a lot better than to have you know the Warriors down there and facing a, you know obviously a really good competition with, against Cal. So it's going to be it's going to be great.
1: Yeah, that was going to be my question, Scott. They've, they've missed it by a year on you because your latch of eligibility was twenty fourteen. Um, when that was announced, you were just like, oh God, give me a spell. Like one year, you couldn't have you couldn't have done <laughs> yeah. it earlier.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I had I had my fair share of words to say to him, but you know, you can't you can't do much about it. The NCAA are a big business and. You know, what they say, what they say goes, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a
1: bit unfortunate. Look, it's going to be a fantastic game, but I hope that you don't make it back here because you've managed to find your way to the NFL. You finished up last year. Can you tell us a little bit about the process of finishing your senior year of eligibility and then what comes next with you know, starting to look towards an NFL career? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's
0: it's definitely a process. You, you know, Obviously, at the end of the season, you're... Um, you might take you know, a week or two off and, and then you've you basically got to straight away get back into training and, and uh you know, try obviously trying to work on your body and, and that's basically all it is at that point. You're not really focusing on training for football at that point. You're training to be an athlete, training to, you know, take a tenth of a second off your 40-yard time or, you know, jump that one inch higher or, or put up one more rep on the bench press. It's, it's really specific and, um, you know, so I went into a training camp for three months and, uh, basically, you know, uh, you know, there's a, a number of different people that you can you can go to all around the mistakes, but there's some good guys here in Hawaii that I chose to go with and um, train me for yeah for those few months, and and then the next next step is you, you, we go to pro day. So every school usually has their own senior pro day where all the all the NFL scouts come and watch, and and you you do all the testing like I just mentioned, and um you know you you, you put up you put your best foot forward, and then you know see what happens from there. So um, that's kind of the process, and then it's you know from that point on it's it's always a constant uh battle to try and, you know, keep on keep on training, keep on trying to, you know, get in front of some scouts and keep talking to people and whatnot. So but um you yeah, know, as you know it, it's the NFL's obviously the top of the you know, cream the crop and you know, I think it's less than less than one percent of college players get to actually get the chance to play in the NFL. So it's you know, it's a tough gig but if you can get there it's um obviously worth the reward. So yeah.
3: Yeah, it's obviously a, a massive effort just to play at a co- – as I said, people that play, to play at a college level alone is such a huge effort to then make the NFL or even have the opportunity to try out for NFL teams is is a pretty impressive feat. Now, I've got a bit of a question. Your sister, Emma, is married to Carmichael Hunt, correct? Correct. Is Carmichael thinking of going over to the NFL now he's seen Jared Hayne over there? He doesn't mind playing a few different
0: sports. <laughs> yeah he doesn't mind having to change in sports that's for sure but um <laughs> no honestly, i think i think he's, i think he's got his eyes on you know more more playing golf rather than playing NFL, obviously but he um you know he's, I, I don't think so i mean i've haven't, I haven't you know obviously asked him or tried to push him that way I, i've always kind of been in his ear his whole career to try and make the change over but um you know he's, uh, he's he's focused on what he's doing at the moment and um yeah but you know, he'd be he'd be a pretty pretty decent weapon you know as a running back or a linebacker or you know, who knows? He
1: could play a number of spots, so yeah, he would be a weapon, nothing, no doubt. Um, and sort of looking back towards yourself, Scott, what what's next for you now? Your uh, minus things, you're finishing off your degree. Are you still looking towards yeah another shot at the NFL? Yes, yeah, so I finished my degree. I
0: actually graduate uh, next weekend. Um, with Congratulations! My degree, so that's you know, thank you. Yeah, that's that's actually good. So I guess that's a, you know, the side perk of you know, getting the scholarship. So um, that's all good. And then uh, yeah, I mean I, I've got. You know, usually, you know, out of college, out of your college career, I mean, you usually give it either one or two years, um, give it a shot, and then, you know, if it doesn't work, then you uh, you can keep going if you want. But it obviously becomes harder and harder from that point. So, you know, I'll see, I'll see what I can do and, and have another shot. But uh, if not, I'm I'm, I'm actually looking um, to apply to actually be part of the coaching staff here at Hawaii, um, that could that could um, come to fruition. If not, then um, I'll head back to Australia, and um, I'm in the process of uh, actually. Developing a, an academy back in Australia where I can, um, you know, recruit and train some other athletes out of Australia and, and, and try and get them over to the states and, you know, do what I did. So that's the, the initial
1: plan. Sounds fantastic, well, Scott. Look, if the NFL or, or coaching for Hawaii doesn't work out, if you're looking for a, an overweight, slow lineman in James or a slow, old tight end, you know, we can happily come over and fill in a slot for you. But just to finish up before we let you go, um, just give um, our listeners a little bit of an idea of. What to expect at the at the game next year when it comes down to Sydney?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's the, the college games. Obviously, it's more than just the game at that point. It's um, you know you've got the tailgate parties at the start, so you know hopefully that, that's what that's what they put on there at the, at the stadium, and you can get there early and you know pull your trucks up and barbecue and whatnot, and have some drinks. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have the big bands all around, so each each team usually has a band um, where they play all their all their all their drum lines and whatnot. Um, and then obviously you get inside and then each obviously each team has their own little traditions Um, Hawaii's got the you know the Haka so we do do our own version of the Haka so we do that before every game Fantastic Um, I'm not exactly sure not sure exactly what Cal has uh, specifically but I'm sure they've got some sort of tradition that they do every year Um, and then you know, there's obviously, during the game, there's, you know, there's cheerleaders, there's you know, fireworks, and there's dancers, and you know, the marching band plays throughout the game. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a whole Kit-Kat-Ka-Boodle. It's, it's a great spectacle.
1: Well, I know we're certainly looking forward to it. Scott, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. We'd love to have you on again sometime, hopefully when you're getting an NFL tryout or you get that uh, coveted position on the coaching staff. And good luck to you in the future.
0: Awesome, guys. Thank you. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker... In your first half hour at the
1: table And you are the sucker. Give me my money back. Chris's betting corner is back again.
2: Hello, boys. Now, neither of you have commented on the fact that I am wearing a, uh, a nice new I don't know what just a headpiece with a microphone on attached to it. It looks good. Doesn't it look good?
3: We haven't had a chance to speak because
1: you've been jumping in so often. Well, I, that's
2: when you're the chance is to speak.
1: I was told it was Mark Allen's. He said if I touch it, he'd kick my ass. So yeah. I just left yeah. it alone. He likes me a little bit more. I, I, I heard it was it was oxes
3: and that if, if I took it, I he'd let like, me play a game head, of golf with him.
2: I can move my <laughs> head all the way around. I could spin around in my chair and you can still hear me. Do I do could be that, facing the... I'm in the corner right now. I think
3: the, the corner, only thing the worse than playing golf
2: is anything?
3: I hate golf.
2: Do you say what, what's worse than playing golf you said anything? Anything better than playing golf oh, right. is, is uh, anything. That makes more sense. To I go can't,
3: yeah, because if it, that would mean it was my, my most
2: favorite thing to do, which it's not.
1: Mm, riveting podcast stuff there. Yes.
2: <laughs> I just wanted everyone to, sh- to share the fact that I'm wearing a nice, cool... I just feel like a professional at the moment. Hey, you want to hear how you went last week?
1: Nope. Yes.
3: Houston to beat the Buffalo Bills at $2.39. I will have 500 on it. Good, sir.
2: 500, you don't want to go any higher? No, I'm going to stick to my method. Good, That was I was testing you.
1: Well done. <laughs> Carolina Panthers are going to get their first loss of the year. They have to go to the New Orleans Saints, who are falling apart, but they'll pull it together for this game. $3.60, I'll have $500 on the Saints to
3: win. I agree with you that,
1: so I've got them in my, in
3: my parlay. San Fran to beat the Bears. I think the Bears are a bit phony. I don't
1: think they're that good. They might be phony, but the 49ers are just crap.
3: Well, they, only, they didn't, weren't that bad against Arizona.
1: They got the up The defense for that. played really well.
3: I think... Uh, it, Where is it's, it? It's good odds. It's at Bears. Yeah,
1: $3.42. I'll have $500 on it. All right, I've got the Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. I know the oh, Chiefs like have been one. on a tear but Oakland are a different team at home. Yep. Oakland are paying two twenty-one. I'll have five hundred that the Raiders win.
3: Yeah, I don't mind that one either, Rich. I will. This is my parlay bet.
2: Okay, cool, Chris Thank you. Oh, i have got to be upset by the way during the week. You uh, messaged me on Facebook and you did not use the term parlay. What did I say? You said multi. Oh. We've got that, that, that's so three weeks, yeah, man. I know it's oh. so
3: bogan. Uh, I've got the New Orleans Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers, much like you, Richie. Parlayed into the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the no. New England Patriots I am betting on the Eagles this is what's happened and so let, you, just sp- wait and let me tell you the odds for this the odds are parlay together $16.74 you know
2: why $16?
3: because it's not going to happen I want $1,000 on it <laughs> <laughs> bang
2: you want to make it a close mm. game don't you?
3: I'm, I'm, I was thinking of putting ten thousand on it, <laughs> <laughs> and it still wouldn't. Be, I'd still be winning by three.
2: In the words of Maxwell Smart, missed it by that much, J. A. Uh, missed it yeah, by it that close.
3: much. I don't think anyone understands how upset I was <laughs> when that went. The down. game would have been
2: wrapped up. I would have called it an end to the beating corner this week had you. Well, hit last that week I was saying,
3: Dragon, I can get to thirty thousand. That would have been it. That, that, would, that have would have be been de- well de- over.
2: Some. It would have been great, but
3: it was not to be. And you know what? That's why the odds were $16.
2: In the end, though, you still were up for the week. You started the week with 19771 You missed on that parlay bet. You missed on Houston's defeating the Bills at 239 But you hit on the 49ers defeating the Bears at 342 which was a nice little nugget for you. So that one netted you an extra 1710 which means after the week, you're 210 bucks up, 19981 Richie, you had one futures bet and two others that didn't hit. So it uh, wasn't a terrifically good week for you. So you started the week 7,493, finished the week 6,493. Still up, though. Still up from the week. So even though you're losing to J.A., you're still a winner in my books. And hey, when
1: Arizona wins the Super Bowl, I'll be set. Exactly. So
2: Not, not a winner in my books, Rich. Let's hear your uh, bit of the week. We started with you last week, J.A., so let's start with you, Richie, this week.
1: The Oakland Raiders go to the Denver Broncos. Obviously, the Raiders are coming off... Uh, pretty ordinary day. Car's going to bounce back. I've got the Oakland Raiders going into Denver to get the win. Osweiler hasn't looked that good, I don't think. He's just kind of getting it done. At $4.05 is the odds. I'm playing on value here. I have $500 the Raiders win. 500 bucks. It's in the book. J A.
3: Just for the record, I don't like that bet, Richie. He will not, not he will not
1: bounce back against
3: the best defense in football. Now, next. I, I actually, in saying that, I have a pretty similar <laughs> bet, so I'm not going to bag you too much. I have the Titans to go in and beat the New York Jets at $3.95. I think Mariota's going to put on a show. He's on a bit of a streak, so that's who I've got. I will have um, $500 on that, please.
2: $500. bucks. Yeah. i have written it down. It's in my notebook. All done. Richie. Whenever you're ready.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm going with my parlay next. I've got the Washington Redskins plus three and a half against the Chicago Bears. I've got the New England Patriots straight out to win against the Houston Texans. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three against Cincinnati. All that together is $5.22. A lot of a lot of parlaying for those odds. I'll have a thousand on it, please. Oh. We can't
2: all put parlay together to make it sixteen dollars. Sixteen buck ones don't hit, as we know from experience. Shut up, Chris. You're never going to win when it's paying sixteen bucks. I have my
3: second bet. Ever. Leave me alone. Go on. Pittsburgh to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals at two dollars and twenty four cents. I will have five hundred dollars on that, please, Chris.
2: Yep. No worries. Done and done.
3: You. What did I say?
1: I was just writing. <laughs> my last bet i 'm going to bet on the Carolina Panthers to lose every week until they do this week they face the Atlanta Falcons once again it's four dollars and five cents the odds I have oh, five hundred that Carolina will lose their first game
3: fair enough i have my last bet of course, is a parlay bet. I have Washington to beat the Chicago Bears parlayed in. I'm gonna give him some some juju my cowboys to beat the Green Bay Packers all up. It'll get me nine dollars and forty three cents and I will have five hundred on the place. That's a better parlay. That's a nice
2: parlay. It's that's like, more of a chance than the last week, so I reckon you hit.
3: Is it, do you think it's more of a chance because the odds are lower? Yes. Because that's how it kind of works. Exactly. That's why no, I said
2: it. Good work. You're welcome.
1: That's the end for Chris's Betting Corner. We're getting on to Thanks, the guys. best games <laughs> for next week. James, what do you got up first? Vikings at Cardinals. The Vikings need to win this
3: game to stay alive. I don't think they will, for the record. What do you think, Rich?
1: I think the Vikings are going to get smashed. Their offense is ordinary, mainly because of their passing. Their running game's good, but they have zero passing attack. Their defense is middle of the pack. You're coming up against the number one offense in the league.
3: The number four defense.
1: No chance.
3: I agree. However, it is a game that has a bit of... uh, it will it, mean something to the standings if, if something can happen. And the next game I have is the Bills. It's a bit of an NFC East. Bills at Eagles, Cowboys at Packers, and Giants at Dolphins. And then you have the Redskins are at Chicago. Uh all the teams need to win at this point. And uh, there's
1: every chance they could all lose.
3: Absolutely. They could all yeah, they really could all lose. I think the Giants will go in and take care of the Dolphins. I think Dolphins are pretty bad. Do you think They're someone will win
1: part. the division at six and ten? Could that it's happen? Disgusting.
3: Uh, unfortunately, I think the, the Eagles are going to go on a roll because that, that'll give them the confidence. They'll, they'll beat the Bills this week and go on a bit of a run. However, all those games have pretty big bearings in the in the standings. I don't think the Cowboys can get over the Packers. Nope. What I want to see is the Dolphins actually give the ball to Lamar Miller. He had 75 yards rushing at quarter time. On yeah, the and weekend. didn't touch it again. Had two more carries yeah. for the game he's your best player. I don't know what they're thinking. They can't save him for next season. He's going to leave. He's a free agent. So, yeah, they're stupid. The next game we have are Steelers at Bengals. This is probably the matchup of the week, in my opinion. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, really good game. Steelers need to win. Their offense is going really well, but they're not really doing that well in, in terms of win-loss record. I'm just getting it up now. They're 7-5, and and the Bengals are obviously 10-2, and but the Bengals need to win this to keep...
1: Uh, top spot. They want to finish from the f- number one seed. Well, the hardest thing is they're battling with New England. They're battling with um, uh, Denver as well. For who's going to get that? Those weeks get that week off. Home field advantage. Their records are all pretty similar. You know, they're all a ten and two. So someone. He's got to take control of this division. You're right there, mate.
3: <laughs> Chris just handed me a bit of paper that I thought had something important on it, and all it said was, you look sexy. <laughs> That's all it said. I can't contain myself because he had this real serious look on his face. He's being very silly today. Let's move on to it's the next game. Who, who do you think's got out of Bengals Steelers?
1: Steelers are hot right now. but I right, think Bengals will get them. Cincinnati are just so solid across the board. Yeah, they're a really good team. Uh,
3: Steelers' defense is terrible. They're They're not really. They're pretty bad, man. They're 10th in the league. The Steelers? Oh, sorry. I thought
1: you said Cincinnati. Sorry. No.
3: And if I I said Cincinnati, who would I be talking about?
1: The Bengals.
3: (laughs) Well done, buddy. Falcons at Panthers is the next game I want to have a look at. Obviously, Carolina will want to keep their undefeated record going. I just really want to see Cam Newton have a terrible, terrible game so I can laugh at him but I can't see it happening again still the 27th guys.
1: passing attack in the league oh
3: yeah but he's had he's he's had 15 touch or oh, 25 touchdowns this year but 10 of them have been in the
1: last two games serious question is he the leader in the MVP race no, yet
3: no tom brady is the leader in the MVP race
1: i'd agree Just i
3: do him. not care what anyone he and this is someone who doesn't like giving credit to the patriots if i'm saying he is he is he is but i think i think um Andy Dalton's more of a leader in the MVP race than than Cam Newton. Just because he's a quarterback of an undefeated team doesn't mean he's the most valuable player. And that's the problem with the whole viewing of quarterbacks in the NFL. I think they'll take care of the Falcons. Falcons are struggling. But division games, we've discussed it before. You never know what's going to happen. They had a terrible game defensively last week. 38 points to the New Orleans Saints. The Carolina gave up.
1: Yeah, and that's supposed to be the third ranked defence in the exactly. league. That was got a lit up. Bad
3: game. And I would say the Falcons' passing attack, if they can get Julio Jones going, actually but what they need to get going, going is the Roddy running
1: White game. Oh, yeah, just anybody. Anything other going than, other than Julio like, Jones. Roddy but, yeah. White had a catch and, he's, he's and I was like, Oh, is Roddy White? I forgot
3: he was even playing. Is he a corpse now? He's close. He plays like he's close. They they need to cut him. I think it's his last year of his contract. Any others you want to have a look at before we finish up? Very last game. I have the Patriots at the Texans. How is that Patriots O line, Patchwork quilt, who couldn't block the Eagles D line or linebackers, going to stop JJ Watt?
1: And Clowney. Clowney
3: is, you know what? Anyone who's thinking he's starting to really click there, their defense is outstanding. And again, Brian Cushing. Having a really, really good season, Vince Wilfork is the worst fragment signing of the offseason. You Ooh. asked me earlier who was the if he who is the best Crabtree was the best. Vince Wilfork is the worst. Pot He's,
1: Roast hasn't been anything much. He could be up there at too. the Redskins. No, have a, have a good look. Has he
3: struggled? Has he? he, mean that good. he only plays on running downs, but his name's Pot Roast, so leave him the <laughs> alone. And he looks like a Pot Roast. You know, what? <laughs> um, the Patriots have a tough game. Texan Houston at Houston. I think Houston have to win this or their season's over.
1: Just before you finish up, you want to talk about clipboard Jesus real fast? He's going to play this week. Hasselback won't come up. You certain? Oh, I'm not certain. But you imagine he, start, he starts for the Colts against the Jags? If he
3: starts for the Colts, the Jags are going to win. Whoa. 100%. I will 100% guarantee. they. Let's look at the Colts' statistics. Their 24th offense and the 30th ranked defense.
1: They're lucky to be six and six. Well, it's only because they started... Um, those games went... Sorry, those games when Hasselbeck started, he managed to win.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's bizarre. And Mind you, the Jaguars aren't much better. They're the 18th def- offense and the 23rd defense. But yeah, uh, that just surprised me. I thought the Colts would be a bit better than that. They're really not a very good team. Houston are a better team than the Colts, I think. And hope- I think they play each other again still, don't they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. So hopefully Houston can get that and win that division because... I want Houston in the playoffs. I think JJ want the playoffs would be very interesting and entertaining.
1: Couldn't agree more. That'll bring us to the end of today's show. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. Until next week, thanks for Scott Harding for his time. For James Arthur, for our producer Chris Tyler, who's promised me another guest next week. So make sure you tune in. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening.
2: For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au.